destroy all children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy all children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Destroy All Children Knowing Me, Larry Davis, Knowing You, George Brundle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, more and this more energy this week. Podcast. This is exciting. Yeah. We, got, we got things to talk about. There are things happening. Something happened just yeah. last night. I'm excited. 35 years of Mario! Well, not not that, really. That wasn't what I was talking about. This episode of the podcast will only be available until March 31st. Uh, Please be sure to listen to it before then. Uh, (sighs) After which we will remove it from the iTunes store. I'm not going to do that, because I won't remember. (laughs) Otherwise, that would be a good bit, but... I highly yeah, doubt I will remember it. It would. I'm not going to remember to remind you even. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, this will be up in perpetuity. Uh, I mean, I consistently get locked out of like my Twitter account and who email, gives so. a shit news? <laughs> Give me the news. You said you have a big old pile of news for me. I do, but we should probably start with the biggest news That's right. uh, that broke like just before this all started. This podcast that we do. Well, it was last uh, night, Series but X. you were asleep. Yes, Series yeah, S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so this leaked uh, at first, and I thought it was fake because this looks like a speaker. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, it took me, like, three passes of looking at this thing. You were on the phone with me, so you could hear my confusion. Like, I kind of kept stopping, going, like, wait, hold on, what? Yeah. Uh, well, it it did not take long. Within like twenty minutes, people were photoshopping that thing as a boombox and whatnot. Hell yeah! Uh, you told me that it looked like a Wii with a coaster on it, which is also uh, yeah accurate. Uh, yeah. So this this thing leaked, uh, and I thought it was a fake render, and turns out it's actually real. Xbox has just gone ahead and confirmed that the Series S, uh, which. This is all, like, really confusing for me. Like, this is my version of people getting, like, tripped up by the Wii U, so I just want to make sure I got this right. This is basically the lower-end skew of the Series X. Yes. It's, okay. Uh, it's, uh, from what I understand, it's a bit more powerful than the Xbox One X. So it's basically have... the same price, but it's a little better, except this one's digital only. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, all digital, 1440p at up to 120 frames per second. Direct yeah, that, that's ray what tracing. they're saying. Yeah, uh, variable rate shading, variable refresh rate, ultra low latency, custom 512 gigabyte SSD, uh, also, 4K streaming, media playback, and upscaling for games. Right, and so this seems like it's very much like a Game Pass machine. I think that's kind of the idea here. I would guess well, they, they have, when that comes out, it will come with, I don't know, like a year of it or something. Maybe six well, months. They all, they also are announcing that $25 a month thing that I, I think is supposed to give you like broader access to games as well. Mm, 
I thought that no, I I think that's just like a financing thing. I think that's like you pay off the console over time, plus you get Game Pass with it. Because oh, this is cool. I had it pulled up exactly what it was, and then Twitter decided to update the feed, and now I can't find it. Okay, well, they already did that for the Xbox One, except it was just it came with Xbox Live instead of Game Pass, but. And they're also talking about how they're going to announce some sort of value-added thing to Game Pass, which everybody's figuring is just uh, EA Access being included with it, which is very cool, considering they just had an EA sale on Xbox Live, and so I was like, well, I should probably buy the Bad Company games, (laughs) so I have them. Uh, You've been swindled. You swindled me. That's why I say to Uh, Xbox... I was going to use Whoa. that money and spend it on pot. <laughs> Medical marijuana to cope with the fact that Sony still hasn't fucking announced anything. Well, look, by the time this goes up, who knows? Yeah. Yes, because like this, like September 9th thing is still super nebulous. Like, yeah, that's something. So we were trying to plan out whether or not we were going to do some sort of coverage for this presumed stream that was going to happen on the 9th. And I was under the mistaken impression that it was already confirmed that they were doing something. No. Not necessarily that pre-orders would go up or a price or a date would be announced. Uh, but then you told me that, no, in fact, that has not been confirmed. And then when I looked around for it, there was a PlayStation blog thing that said that, no, it's all PSVR this week. We're not going to see anything about the PlayStation 5. And now the reporting is that they're, again, going to reveal the price yeah. and date of the PlayStation 5 on well, the 9th. So, so I don't know. When you looked at that VR thing, you said something like, "Well, maybe not for that event, but it might be a separate thing they do." Which I don't know. Like now, yeah, maybe because Xbox going ahead and confirming the Series S and everything it seems like it's moved the timetable up a little bit since they were finally the first ones to blink, even though it was kind of forced on them i guess because it's notable that the leak included that and the series x will be 499 and they both come out november 10th um microsoft notably series s yeah microsoft notably did not confirm the price uh, or date for the series x or even the the date for the series s uh so uh, november 10th thought they didn't say a date for the series s they just said yeah it's here it's 299 uh, more info soon. That's all yeah. the Xbox tweet says. I swear to God, somewhere I maybe it was somebody else tweeting it out. Yes, it the the original leak said event. November tenth, but Xbox okay. will not. That's what I'm saying. They will not confirm that or the price for the Series X. All right. You're supposed wow. to be the newsman. Get your facts I'm trying straight. To keep, I'm trying to keep up with all this stuff uh, because it is a lot coming out yeah. all at once. It's not really a whole lot. All right. Um, well, look, the point is that's actually like pretty affordable, $2.99. Yeah. And the amount that you're getting out of that, they got to be selling that at like one hell of a loss. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to think that they're selling that thing at at quite a bit of a loss and hoping to recuperate it based off of like their subscription services. Could be. I'm not sure. Makes me wonder what Sony is going to charge. Like, 
I think it would be very funny if now they price the PS5 at 450 just to undercut be... them. I mean, I would like it. That's less money for me to have to spend on this thing. Yeah, sure. Um, but, but it also makes me wonder, too. Like, you know, obviously Sony's got their two different SKUs as well. Yeah. Um, where one of them has a disk drive and the other one is all digital, just like the Series S. And so I think on that stream, uh, we had talked about, like, how much would that really devalue the digital only version of that box because like a drive is not that much money no it, it, they would but, only drop it by like 50 i think yeah but then this makes me wonder if they would drop it more or if it's that because no. i don't the think that PS5 they really said ones... there's any actual specification difference between those two units outside of the drive there isn't that's what i'm saying the series s is less powerful than the series x by okay. a fairly large margin uh, PS5s are the same specs regardless It's just no disk drive I did not know if they had actually confirmed That it was like everything under the hood on that Was exactly the same minus mm -hmm. the drive Or if it was that yep, That they the just had difference. not yet announced Well So yeah that, You're right I think it probably would only be Like 50 bucks cheaper or something like that But yeah I'm I'm curious to see what the price of the PlayStation 5 is going to be now I'm curious anyway because like it feels like We've been waiting forever for them to just announce The price on this and I wonder like Two months out yeah, I, I wonder how much longer Microsoft would have sat on this thing if it didn't end up getting leaked. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the weirdest thing also, and I mentioned this to you in the past, um, see, this is this is your, usually your bit, where I just say, like, I told you this on the phone earlier, even though that holds no relevance to anybody listening to this, <laughs> uh, is that PS5 stock is apparently, like, in the U.S. Like, it's been coming in, and it's bizarre to me that nobody has leaked, like, a yeah. sneaky shot of the box, or even, like, the outer boxes that say, like, do not open until November whatever, like they did with the Series S controllers and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm I'm surprised there's not even a shot out there of just what the packaging design looks like for those if they've been getting shipped out. Yeah. I mean, they would all be inside, like, bigger boxes is the thing. Like, yeah, somebody would have to uh, risk their job by opening one and getting a little sneaky snap. People do that all the time, though. So yeah. it's still surprising to me that somebody hasn't. People stick their well, feet in the lettuce at the Taco Bell and film it and post <laughs> sure. it online. So I'm really surprised no one's just cracked one of those open and taken a look at it. Yeah, also, though, at this point, there probably aren't that many people involved in the process you know like there aren't that many points of failure once they start getting out more widespread uh, then i would expect that to happen yeah it's not like they're and, in game stops at the moment or anything but then there's also this assumption that it's going to be a staggered release too that like it will yeah. come out in the united states at a different time than the worldwide released which was based off of uh call of what, duty what game was it Call of Duty? Okay, mm. yeah, they, they had something that said, like, hey, it's out in the U.S. on this date worldwide, this date. Yeah, um, it was but like uh, that would... U.S. November 2020 and rest of the world late 2020. Yeah, and, like, that would that would follow because that's also how Sony handled the PlayStation 4 was it came out here first and then... Here we go, the revisionist history. On the phone, you said, no, it doesn't seem right. <laughs> I said, well, that's what they did with the PS4. It came out here, like, months before in Japan. See, ah. I could have I phrased this as, you told me this, but then you would have been like, that's relevant to no one. So I just took the uh -huh. information you gave me, and I... <laughs> 
Exactly. Communicated it on the podcast. It's Make a, up your fucking a, mind. It's a running bit. You started it. It's not a good one. I don't like it. I just <laughs> want to end this running bit. Okay, fine. Goodbye, dinosaurs. I'm just trying to do better, man. Come on. All right. Uh. uh anyway, Hyrule yeah. Warriors. What? What's this thing called? <laughs> Who cares? There's new Hyrule uh, Warriors. Age of Calamity. Yeah. Um. Exciting stuff. No, do not. Oh, I accidentally started to load up a Sopranos video. It's fine. Crisis averted. <laughs> I clicked out of Discord to see what the <laughs> Zelda game was called, and then all of a sudden, here's Tony walking in a parking lot. Anyway, uh, signed up on one of those Sopranos Discords. Is that what's going on? No, it's I had it open on YouTube. I was looking for that clip okay. that I was talking about. Yeah, there. I guess there's going to be more information on that on the 26th. Uh, it would be funny if they don't give any information about like the actual new Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh. You would think that, yeah, that maybe, but also, eh. Yeah, whatever. Cool. More Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. It's no hey, One Piece uh, Pirate you... Warriors, I can tell you that. Oh, no, definitely not. Hey, you think I'd be able to watch the Shinmu anime on the Xbox Series S? Yeah, sure, why not? They're making a Shinmu anime. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Why wouldn't it's cheaper they? than making a new video game. Except I bet it's just going to be an adaptation of the first game. Yeah, probably. Uh, this is Crunchyroll and Adult Swim, uh, who has been really trying to put out a lot of anime in the last few years mm -hmm. between that completely unnecessary like FLCL sequel that they did. Yeah. And uh, there was something else that they had put out. I'm trying to remember what... Oh, Space Dandy. Uh, Which was actually good, unlike FLCL. Was that from Adult Swim? Like, did they produce it? I don't they, think they did. They, yeah, they uh, produced it, and then okay. I can't remember the studio that actually made it. But like Adult Swim, I want to. I'm pretty sure Life was partly behind that. Uh, okay, but they're doing they're doing it again. It's happening again. Yeah, but this time with Crunchyroll's involvement, so it you should... know it's going to be real good. It's messed up because it's like it's 2D. And they should just uh -huh. do it like Machinima style. You yes. know, just like have Dreamcast model Rio there saying like, are you talking about Jack Gay? Like just have the Let's same audio quality. <laughs> have the same audio quality as Dreamcast version. Just everything, you know. Get Tom in there. Yeah, if there were like... <laughs> ever a time to just do... hang out this in is... bars. This yeah, what? Is vaguely racist. <laughs> well, yeah, the game was. Uh, yeah, if there were ever a time to use like really low rent CG models in an anime, I suppose this would be it. But yeah, now they're they're doing this. Get the Xavier Renegade Angel people back. See, I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, I would too. The Xavier Renegade Angel like version of Shinmu. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? It won't though, and it's probably just going to adapt. Yeah, the the storyline of the first game. But I was curious about this. It's a thirteen episode anime, and I was wondering, like, okay, well, what is the cost of doing that versus the cost of actually making a new Shinmu game? Uh, oh, the off cheaper. chance that they are trying to continue it that way, considering you know how the game did. 
Uh, yeah, it's way cheaper. Um, just Googling cost of a 13 episode anime. I got a weirdly specific answer for this oh, immediately. Okay. Uh, according to Masamune uh, Sakaki, a CG director in the anime. Look, Masamune. we got to keep this podcast moving. <laughs> Good night, Masamune. <laughs> A CG creator in the anime industry, an average 13-episode anime season costs around 250 million yen, or $200 million. Uh, he also made it clear that anime can't recoup this expense, and the industry rests on the windfall of a few big hits. Cost $200 uh, he, million? Dollars? $200 million for a 13-episode anime. That seems Conversely, way more than I thought. Yeah. Uh, conversely, the, the Shinmu 3, I think, like, the... Uh, you know, crowdfunding into that was something like $7 million, and then they got additional money from Deep Silver, so it would have ended up being more than that. So there's still a pretty big cost difference between those two. $2 million. $2 million. $250 million yen, or $2 million. That seems more like it. Not $200 million. Oh, is that what I... Yes. No, $200 million yen. Okay, you said two hundred million dollars, and I was oh, like, "Wait, that seems way more expensive." And you're like, "Yeah, two hundred no, million. No, my brain flipped them. Okay. Yeah, no, two hundred million yen, which would be well, two hundred fifty million yen, I believe it was yeah. the number, but that yeah, would well, then be two million dollars. Yeah, well, you said the yen bit first, and before I could figure out in my brain what that converted to, you said two hundred million. I was like, "What?" Anyway. See, my problem is that my brain, when it comes to Japanese money, is still wired from all the, like, math I did to figure out how many, like, Rios was a dollar. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted to know Zatoichi's bounty. So yeah. that just fucked my brain up. Well, Yen's pretty easy, though. You just knock off two decimal places. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, lower it a little bit, but... It's not it's exact. It's not like trying to figure out the conversion rate on the dong or anything. Uh, no. Dong dong never die. 500 dong, I think, is like 50 cents, I want to say. Uh, no. Something like that. Hong Kong dollars are fairly similar to the yen, right? I'm not, I'm not sure. You buy, well, I what? buy stuff, I yeah. buy stuff from Hong Kong all the time, and I always just run it right through a converter. I don't have, like, it's not as easy for me as the yen where I just knock it off, so I think it's a bit more offset than that. It's a bit more, but it's still relatively close, I think. Yeah. Because when I was looking wow. at those toys of uh, Django, uh, I kind of estimated, like, this must be somewhat similar to Yen, and I think it was. Anyway. Oh, you mean Cowboy? Yeah, Cowboy. <laughs> Where are you going to get your figure of Venom Snake? Or, I mean, Ahab. Yeah, from The Phantom Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. Where's um... that going to show up? Well, it shipped like the other day, so if it's anything like the Raspberry Pi, two months. Case, probably five months from now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm actually this time just kind of laying back and accepting that I'm probably not going to actually see that thing until like November. <laughs> uh, unlike most stuff from Hong Kong, which surprisingly arrives like within, you know, a couple, three weeks, you know. Yeah. Not that bad, typically. So what else in news? Anyway, though. What hey, remember news? Lab Zero? Oh, what's that? Uh, well, the, you know, their creator did a bunch of really inappropriate oh, stuff. Oh, Skullgirls, Everybody yeah. started to quit Skullgirls. Yeah. yeah. Lab Zero living up to his name as it now has zero employees. Boom. Because he, he fired everybody who's left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
then committed seppuku in the lobby what <laughs> he lined them all up and stuck a gun to their head and asked them if they believed in god and if they said yes he shot them um uh, zymont uh which is the name of the the mike Z- mike zymont that's the name of the creep that's the guy uh okay. he decided to fire everybody who was left at lab zero as a payroll issue uh he basically said that since everybody was leaving ain't no one there to help make money so he can't afford to pay the employees that are left and so he fired them all uh which is basically just punishing other people for other people punishing you yeah sure so that's great mike seems like a real piece of shit punished zymon <laughs> my punished zymon figure should arrive by november right uh, yeah, so like he claims that this is a temporary thing and that they're hoping to bring everybody back, but then also the staff that had left uh, of their own accord apparently are being invited on to work on more Skullgirls projects. So that thing that I said I hoped would happen where that team would kind of stick together and still do stuff is apparently going to be the case, at least to some degree. So that's nice. Cool. Even though it's Skullgirls, which I don't care about. Yeah, I hope they make a game for non-perverts. That would be cool. Well, I mean, now that they don't work for one, maybe? Maybe. Possibly? I would also hope, but then who knows? There's a lot of perverts in the game industry, it turns out. Oh, yeah. A lot of perverts Many of them in every studios. industry, in fact. Yes, yeah. A lot of perverts in comics, too. Yeah. Oh, perverts well. on this podcast. Perverts all over the place. Perverts everywhere. Well, comics will be dead soon, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of tweets lately. This is besides the point. Uh, just asserting that, like, American comics suck because they're so hard to get into, and that's why manga is better, because there's a definite start point to everything, and the art's <sighs> consistent, and the storytelling's consistent. And, like, I, I feel that, like, in most cases with comic books, like, at least with, like, the big properties, like Batman, like, you could just search for, you know, what is the first thing I should read? And there's generally agreed upon lists. Like with Batman, people would tell you year one, and that would be the correct answer. Like Spider-Man, it would be the one where he kills Mary Jane with his radioactive gum. Yeah. Like there's defined entry points for like a lot of these. So mm-hmm. I think that's a bit overstated that it's very hard to get into American comics. Yeah, it's not. People just look for some excuse, I guess, to say manga's better. Even though... Look, One Piece... Listen, fuckers, One Piece is better than Batman, and here's why. There's I there's an issue number one. Yeah. And Bat- Batman can't stretch his arms, so, you know, checkmate. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of weird they talk about the accessibility and, like, cost and everything, and, like, yeah, a volume of manga is cheaper than a paperback of a comic, but also there are 80 of them. Or something for a lot of series. The quality also is generally just yeah. worse on a manga. You're just yeah. getting kind of yeah, like black I, and white on paper. I, I don't want to read my comics on like a five inch paper or whatever. It looks like newsprint or something. Not ideal yeah. for me. It's I really like that Dark Horse is putting out comics in a larger format with better printing now. That's nice. Yeah, with the those, Berserk uh, and Helsing. Volume. Um and yeah. Blade of the Immortal, they're doing that also. So 
I need to get that Helsing volume, actually. They keep meaning to do that, and then I keep forgetting about it. Yeah. I know less, uh, less investment than Berserk also, since that would be like three hardcovers yeah. and it'll be done. Yeah, I was about to ask you about how much that would end up being, because I think Berserk will end up coming out to around like 13 or 14 by the time that they're done with all yeah, this. Helsing will be either three uh, or four, depending on how they divide it, I guess. Which is nice, because I have all of Berserk in the, like, uh, Takabons of the, the smaller editions, and selling a complete collection of that ends up coming out to about how much money I would spend on the deluxe editions, so I can just sell those and pretty much recoup the cost and get a better edition of Berserk. Yep, it was the same for me for Helsing, because those, I guess, went out of print or something. Because, yeah, I, I was able to sell my complete collection for the same price that I'd be able to get the hardcovers for. Well, why would you want the old small ones? I mean, whatever, I guess. It's like that the only thing that stopped me from doing that right away is just this weird fear that they'll suddenly discontinue the deluxe editions. Like, they'll just stop that at some point. I Although I think, you, like, by it, now it's, they've... It's Dark Horse. Out, they're, they're not gonna stop. Yeah. If it was DC, sure. Who knows? Yeah, Dark Horse is like Ojima. They never stop coming. Mm-hmm. Well, Dark Horse starts coming and they won't stop coming. Uh, good, yeah, good reference to Smash Mouth. Uh, who are, are probably <laughs> responsible for a good number of deaths due to number of COVID infections at Sturgis Rally. Uh, There's no Smash Mouth singer worst way to die. <laughs> yeah. There's not right. Like the worst way uh, to die is you had to go see and hear Smash Mouth music in person, and then you ended up on a ventilator. Somebody once told me I was gonna have trouble breathing. They had to put me on a ventilator. Yeah, yep, I don't know. what a concept. <laughs> I said, yep, what a concept. I could use a little breath myself. Yeah, um, I'll use a little air. I am I'm a regular strange Alfred Yankovic. Uh, yes, I... um, Steve Harwell, who, what did he say, fuck that COVID shit or something? Uh, mm -hmm. Well... Anyway, he's doing fine though. As far as I know. Well, yeah. He probably doesn't care that there's actual like bodies on his hands now. Mm. Like I can't imagine he gives a shit. Probably not. But he totally is responsible for people dying because they had to hear his. God, Smash Mouth is so bad, dude. That's the thing. You don't like walking on the sun? Are... No, they're all terrible. So don't delay. Act now. Supplies are running out. Uh, come Have on, I that's quality. Have told my Smash Mouth story on the podcast before? No. So, like... When I was a wee lad, my dad would have me mow the, the front and the backyard, except, like, my CD player skipped all the time. I could not afford fancy, non-skip technology Walkmans. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't, like, really listen to my music. But my dad had one of those newfangled MP3 players. And Ooh. so he would let me borrow the MP3 players what year and listen was this? to 1992. And so <laughs> I would be able to listen to this while mowing the lawn. Just a I toddler don't... you mowing the lawn. <laughs> That's right. Just pushing it around with a broom handle. Uh -huh. I just tied the, the little start thing. Uh, I've not mowed the lawn in years because I've just lived in apartments because um, I can't afford a house. 
So he let me listen to his MP3 player, which was loaded up with dad music, meaning there was a lot of Smash Mouth on that thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, How I listened to a lot of Dan. Walking on the Sun. Uh, none, actually. What? Uh, he had a few Queen songs on it, so that mm. was nice. Um, some share on that thing. I don't know what dad was doing. His musical taste is bizarre. Okay. But yeah, there was like just a lot of I would listen to Walking on the Sun quite a bit in my youth mowing the lawn. Rocks getting caught in the blades and then shooting out, hitting mm-hmm. me in the shin. Good times. Yeah. Remember when you could go outside? Yeah. In the long, long ago in the before time. So, uh, you said you had news about Nintendo, why they got... 35 years of Mario! Yes, I know this. Mario All-Stars. Five years, yes. So, Nintendo uh, announced their whole 35th anniversary project for Mario Brothers. Maybe you've heard of them? Mario Brothers. They've been around a while. I think it was like kind of a ripoff of the Gianna sisters. Yeah. Mario Mario and Luigi Mario are their full names. That's right. Yes, don't let Miyamoto tell you otherwise. Also, Mario and Luigi are, in fact, brothers. They're not just evil guys that got together one day. Well, no, that's not true. I still like the theory that Luigi is just... Or not Luigi, uh, Wario. Waluigi is crowing (laughs) in a tank somewhere. That Wario's just pulling Waluigi's out to play tennis. Yes, that was my theory. Thank you yeah. for crediting me. <laughs> yeah, that, yes, he's a failed clone. Was, I couldn't remember if it was you or if it was Dan Riker, actually. I'm pretty sure I have said it multiple times. Okay. I know you've said it. I didn't know if you got it from Dan or not. I don't think so. No, right. no, I think Dan just accepts Miyamoto's his garbage as absolute yeah. truth. Even though Miyamoto doesn't know what's going on. He wasn't involved in the no. creation of Waluigi. He doesn't care. Yeah. To to be fair, I don't think anyone was involved in the creation of Waluigi. I think that that just somehow came into existence all on its own. Yeah. It's just created. The code on that cart coalesced and created of its own accord that monstrosity. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like how every copy of Mario 64 is uh, personalized, <laughs> right? They're all yeah. unique. That's right. Sometimes the giant Wario head chases you. Oh, man. Let me tell you about the Waluigi iceberg. All right, here we go. Yeah. Welcome to my 20-minute video where I debunk all the Waluigi rumors. Uh, yeah, so uh, they're doing a 35th anniversary thing, which is kind of manifesting in a bunch of different ways. There's a, a Game & Watch mini console thing that's got the original Mario on it, which I think, like, out of all the stuff they announced, that's the thing that looks the most neat to me. Yeah, but also, that's okay. I bet that'll be really expensive, and I will not want to buy it. Uh, pre-orders are up now, I believe. I don't know how much they are, though. Hmm. And there will also be, uh, excuse me, a Mario like tetris 99 kind of thing uh, called mario 35 the game and watch uh, is 50 dollars. yeah that's too much yeah 30 bucks would be fine for that 50 is 
bit too much. Uh, Mario 35 is basically you're, you're racing 34 other people to get to the end of a level, but as you're defeating enemies, you end up stacking more enemies onto other players' screens to the point that it can just become complete chaos for them. So it seems heavily like Tetris 99 inspired, uh, but also based off of like a similar kind of like Mario 99 concept that somebody had created that Nintendo, of course, shut down. So, I don't know how much of that is just them taking that idea, or how much of that is they had that idea coincidentally and decided they needed to shut the other thing down so they didn't have to compete with a fan game. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the timetable is on those. Uh... Yeah. Then there was also uh, kind of like the real meat of the announcement was Mario 3D All-Stars, which is repackaging Mario 64. Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, and then there will later be a re-release of Mario 3D World. And this is where shit gets fucked. Everything yeah. becomes terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the most immediate thing I think people noticed with this, outside of, like, the big thing that we will get into later, because I kind of no want to say that for Galaxy the No Galaxy 2. No Galaxy 2 does not fucking exist as far as nintendo was concerned what bizarre did, by thing the, by the way they did at the end of that thing they had a montage that was like all of the mainline mario games which is basically like here are the mario games that count like uh -huh. these are the main marios and i was thinking of like taking that and then cutting in stuff like the phillips cdi marios <laughs> yeah. and then like mario, mario movie mario yeah yoshi's like island from the mario brothers movie yeah I just really wanted towards the end of that Dennis Hopper going Goomba. <laughs> and just having it look like that actually. Or the mainline Mario's. Um, I might still do that. But yeah, uh, no Galaxy 2 in this, which is a really bizarre exclusion. Um, Mario 64 is also running at a lower resolution than the other two games in the collection, which, like, to some degree, doesn't matter that much. It's an Nintendo Not 64 really. game. But also, like, there are people who have done so much more with Mario 64 as far as upresing it that they totally could have if they wanted to. Right, and there was even um, that recent, like, port from the source code they put out. It's yeah, that PC Pretty bonkers. Version. Oh, yeah. But that's kind of, like, the big problem as far as the content that is on that thing is if you emulated it, you'd be able to get more out of those games than if you bought this collection because it's pretty bare bones. It's just, here's the games, and here's a soundtrack that you can only listen to off the cart. They're not even bothering giving you a way to put that soundtrack onto other devices. I mean, Sunshine uh, is widescreen, and they did update the UI to accommodate yeah. that, which is nice. Um, but yeah, but like Galaxy was already they did not bother widescreen. To. Oh, apparently also they did clarify that you do not need motion controls for Galaxy, which is nice. But you still have to play it with the Joy-Cons, no. right? No. Nope. nope. That is confusing. Yeah, it is. The way that that thing was phrased originally made it seem pretty clear that you needed the Joy-Cons. Yeah, it was um a couple of days after it was announced, there was a statement to Polygon that said, uh, you do not need motion controls, it will work with the Pro Controller also. Okay. That's uh, that's, good, that's only for the co-op mode. Even though it Although, also says like shake the Joy-Con to spin. Yeah. 
Uh, although you won't be able to use GameCube controllers, which is bizarre. Why would you for like, Galaxy? For Sunshine, sure. Well, for for Sunshine, you would want to use that. It's bizarre that they would not let you since they already have... You know, like, GameCube controllers work... They they made that fucking box for it's the also, whole purpose of using GameCube controllers on one game, but, like, they don't bother to let you use it on the other GameCube game that they put out. Now I'm curious about something, because this made oh, me realize the Switch does not have, like, analog triggers. Yeah. How are you going to do a lot of that stuff in Sunshine? I, that would be why you would want a GameCube <laughs> controller. Yeah. Huh. Like Sunshine is is similar to Mario sixty four, very much based around that controller. Like that's kind of the the whole thing with those two Mario games in particular is practically they they based the controller off of the games. Like they existed to get the most out of that. Um, although like Sunshine didn't come out for a while, I I can't remember if that was just development took a really long time or what. Um, yeah, that was why they had Luigi's Mansion as the launch game, I think, like, to fill yeah. in the gap. I might actually be remembering it wrong. It might just be, like, Luigi's Mansion dictated a lot of the controller. Here's, um... Or no, 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 because, like, Luigi's Mansion, a lot of that was them looking at the controller and going, hey, wait a minute, like, there's more buttons on here you could do stuff with. Make a button where he goes, Mario! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mario? Here's, here's the um, statement. Super Mario Galaxy is supported in TV, tabletop, and handheld modes. In TV and tabletop mode, wait, what? In TV and tabletop modes, motion controls are required for pointer functionality. In handheld mode, pointer functionality has been adapted to use touchscreen. I think so. I think in the first Galaxy, that was just used to like pick up the star bits or something. It didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But in two, I think it was the one that added where you like grab them and you grapple on, because like you you would also do that with Yoshi. You'd point at things and yeah. use his tongue to grab it. So and then you hit him in the head, give him a real good bop. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the spin move is still just a button press, thankfully, which like that was mm-hmm. the biggest problem. Uh, but yes, it says it's not immediately clear based on the page on Nintendo, which notes players can gently shake a Joy-Con controller to activate Mario's spin ability or pass a Joy-Con controller to a friend for help in co-star mode. Uh, asterisk specifies that playing on Nintendo Switch Lite, detached Joy-Con controllers are required and sold separately. Uh, yeah. It... But yes, they say motion controls are not required. Okay. I mean, that's good, I guess. There's still a lot that's kind of fucked up and wrong about the All-Stars collection, though. Yeah. Like, there's there's still... I think this thing still incentivizes you to just go and emulate these games, where they will probably run better and you can do more with them. Like, I, can, I have a USB GameCube controller. If I really wanted to play Sunshine, I would just grab the ISO and plug that controller in. You really feel uh, like falling through my platforms? Yeah, I wouldn't play it on my GameCube because I traded that in for probably five bucks back in the day. And now that game is worth like 80 damn dollars. Yeah, people are freaks. Yes. Yeah, they are. Um, But 
what they're also doing with this the the worst the absolute worst part about 3d all-stars which then also extends to like the rest of this stuff too like mario 35 uh only available until march 31st yeah timed exclusivity <laughs> and then it goes <sighs> back in the nintendo vault where it will probably never see the light of day ever again. They, they could maybe decouple those games and put them out on the eShop, I suppose, and still charge entirely too much for them piecemeal. But, like, the actual 3D All-Stars collection will go away at that point in time. And so this is where I had new news on this for you. Okay. Uh, so there's a Mario Maker event that's coinciding with all of this. Uh, it's a, a new level ninjas run or something like that that they're putting out. The official site for that went up, and the official site said that the event runs through... Uh, the event starts on April 2020, <laughs> which would imply that all this stuff was supposed to come out back in April and then did not. And so presumably this window would have been April until March that would have been available, so nearly an entire year. Yeah. And that would give you much more time to get all this stuff. Or there wasn't a window to begin with, and Nintendo just decided to create one now as they were releasing the game. So my theory for all this is that Nintendo, because COVID hit, realized that a lot of their Q4 games were probably not going to actually release in Q4, which would leave Q4 relatively blank, yep. which is not good. You don't end your holiday with nothing. So they probably Ugh. took all this Mario stuff that was ready to go and decided to sit on it until the fourth quarter, release it, create a tight window around it to then force people to go out and buy it and drive up sales for the holiday season. Uh-huh. Now you're thinking so, with capitalism. It's all part of the fucking plan. Yes, Mario economics. <laughs> yes. All here. <laughs> Actually, I think I referred to it as McRib economics. Yes, because somebody was accurate. like, "Yeah, why would you release this thing everybody likes and then get rid of it? Like, why wouldn't you?" This come so on. So the man. Mario games only come out when Mario prices are low. Oh man. Uh, the Mario yeah. meat is really cheap, but also succulent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put some barbecue sauce and pickles on this Mario. It's delicious. I love a rib-shaped um, pa patty. Uh, yeah. With some sauce on it. Don't, how do you feel about pickles on ribs? Like ribs? I've actually never had McRib. Like an actual McRib. I've had like McRib sandwiches that were, you know, you go to the store and you buy the patty and everything, but I never had those. All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> Why would I get a McRib? I've had McRib sandwiches. They're just okay. Like, I'm not excited for the McRib. Larry, please come back. I need to talk about Mario. Um, that was the worst so, thing I've uh, ever heard Mario uh, Oh hi, welcome back I've never had a McRib In my life, not once I'll buy one next time they're out I'll do it Just to make you happy What's the next news item? <sighs> I'm not quite done with Mario yet Um Oh yeah, you said the big news. Yeah, part part of this stuff with like the Mario Maker event, I began to see a lot of people. 
this goes back to the fucking thing of like Mario, like Nintendo fans are actually just the, the worst dumbasses. Like I really, yeah, I really, really wish you still had a subscription to Nintendo fours because I need <laughs> yeah. to know what kind of bizarre hoops they're jumping through to justify all of this crap. Yeah. Uh, well, because like some people were saying, like, aha. The reason Mario Galaxy 2 is not included is because they had to delay the game because of COVID. It was just too much work, and they wanted to what? get it out there for us, the fans. Yeah. That yes, makes no sense. That is a thing people are trying to say to justify Galaxy 2 not being on this thing, which is, as you've properly identified, bullshit. I bet it's because of the pointer stuff. Probably. I bet it's also because they could release that at a time and date of their choosing on the eShop and charge more money for it. Yeah. I bet they'd charge $40 for it, because why not? Yeah. Yeah, probably. They're charging 60 bucks for Mario 3D World. That's right. They're charging 60 bucks for Pikmin 3. Yeah. Someone uh, had a gotcha for me that Pikmin 3 apparently has more content on that Switch version, which, fine, also should still not cost $60. Also, Tropical Freeze didn't have that and cost 60 bucks. And Donkey Kong Country Returns, like, that only exists on the Wii and the 3DS, and it's bad on the 3DS, and you know if they re-released it on the Switch, that would also be 60 damn dollars. I'm pretty sure Tropical Freeze was 60 on the Switch. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, okay. that's what I was trying to say, is it, that released at 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. Like, so they tried well, to get it had all-new like, funky mode. That is true. That That is worth 60 bucks in of itself. So, I guess I don't got God again. That's right. Well, they they also tried to bring up like, oh well, Nintendo Selects exists. Nintendo, those games sometimes go down in price. Like, fucking no, they don't. Fucking no, they don't. Like, Nintendo Selects doesn't even lower the price that much. No, they don't even do that for Switch it, games, they do they? No, they haven't done that for the yeah. Switch at all. That that seems to be something that just does not even exist anymore. Um, because like, that's. Nintendo's whole thing is they very much understand the scarcity of their games, they understand the market, they understand their base, and they understand the value that they have assigned to their games. And that value is always going to be $60 or more if, you know, we see an increase in, you know, base price for games this next generation, which I think is going to happen. And the price usually does not drop over time. They, they kind of just stagnate at $60. Occasionally uh, my... you'll get a sale for like 40 at the most Yes, and that will usually be like, you know, Amazon or somebody doing that um, Yeah But but yeah, so like my part of my problem was like, you know I have all these Wii U games that I would love to just get rid of And just jettison that Wii U into space And then get these games again on the Switch And just have everything on, on one platform But like I'm disincentivized from doing that when the games that I want to get again are 60 damn dollars. And if I were to sell those individual games on eBay to get rid of them, I'd get like 15 bucks for them. Because like now the new version is out, which has completely devalued the old version. Well, that's your problem. Should have seen it coming. It is my problem. Dumped them earlier. <laughs> sure. But I, I mean, part of that too is just the Wii U did not have this very big install base, so they know that they can release fucking whatever for the yeah. Wii U for sixty bucks and get away with it. Also, so, like, that's what's Wii U games, with Mario Three D World. Wii U games didn't sell for that much anyway, like on a secondary market. Because I looked into Pikmin Three, yeah. like dumping mine, or seeing how much they went for before they even announced the Switch one. It was not much; it was like twenty dollars at most. 
Yeah, it was like 15, 20 bucks when I checked yesterday. Because um, I was thinking about that, like, I might just buy a used copy of that, actually, so I can play it, because I'm not paying 60 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's them. it's functionally the same thing. In fact, it actually yeah. might control a little bit better. Uh, I remember the controls being kind of neat, because you would have the Wii pad that you were sort of holding, and also you could use the Wii Mote at the same time, so you would be able to aim the Pikmin and stuff while also moving around with the Wii Pad, and you also had a map down there. It was it was interesting. Yeah, I I might I might pick it up. I I could go for some more Pikmin, but I'm not paying sixty bucks for Pikmin. Come on, I'm not paying sixty bucks for Mario 3D World. Mario 3D World should have been in the All Star Collection, man. Like that should have been yeah. everything. That should have been sixty four Sunshine it's Galaxy One and 3D World. Not some yeah. stars. The, the the one I could get them not putting in there is 3D Land, since that made use of, like, the stereoscopic 3D in, in some interesting ways that I you can't replicate that. So I would imagine that actually would take more work to sort of figure out, like, the bonus stages yeah. and stuff like that. Well, with that, um, it would just have to... I mean, it would be, like, a camera you could control is the thing. Yeah, to, like, to th- then it would something like that. Yeah, it wouldn't really matter, because the 3D was mostly just sort of because the areas would sort of look like illusions or something, yeah. you know? But this this is part of what I was getting into with people, is that it's three games basically valued at 20 bucks each. It's going to mm. release for $60. It's not going to go below $60. You have a very tight window to purchase this thing, and when that window is gone, the value of the All-Stars collection is going to go up. The super shitty part is that it applies to digital as well, so there's just going to be no way you're going to be able to get that bubbled up together. Do you um, remember... So it's, here, okay, here's a crazy idea. Uh-huh. What if Nintendo had a service, maybe as part of the eShop, okay. where you, you could go in there and they put their old games on it, and you can just pay somewhere from 5 to $10 per game, um, and then you could have them. That seems very hard, like it would be a lot of work to yeah. put those games up on there. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's not easy porting Super Nintendo games to an Android tablet. Mm-hmm. That just uh, it doesn't seem possible. I mean, also, like, Mario 64, I don't know, it, it's, it takes a lot of effort to get that to run. Yeah, it's just, it's so much, like... I, I don't, you know, we're lucky that they went through all the effort to release these at all, frankly. Yeah, people should not complain. Well, exactly, it's impossible Only to consume. please people. It turns out. Yeah, Every, you know, people are sending rape threats to Miyamoto. It's it's rough out there for a game developer. Well, look, I I only did that once. And that was because he said their names are not Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. Yeah, think about how much he'd piss somebody off to do that. I mean, the dude looks like a catcher's mitt that got left out in the sun all summer. Yeah. Miyamoto is uh, not aged well. Kind of always looked like that, though. Uh, no, that's... <laughs> Obviously, we're being sarcastic. Uh, this is the, the sort of shit that you and I have been told uh, a lot in the last week as we've kind of looked at. And uh, for some reason, probably because we hate ourselves, engaged with the Nintendo community <laughs> over. <laughs> so... What's Nine Volt got to say? I bet he has some real dumbass opinions about this. Probably, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so th there's a lot of people who want to insist that it's very, very difficult porting over Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine. Ah, it's so much effort, so much effort. Uh, people saying that they should have done like a graphical facelift where these things are expecting too much. Even though th that shit regularly occurs now. Yeah. There are frequently full-on remakes of old games. And I understand that like for a lot of those cases, those games share a very similar architecture, which these Mario games do not. They're each very different uh from one another um but even then like compilations of old games that are just here's the old games like rare replay it's still a much better value proposition it's not full price and you get more in it and the presentation is better right they handle it with more care this is the laziest thing that nintendo could possibly do even look just, at the stuff here's... um what's oh, what's the company in m8 or something that does uh like yeah the contra collection the castlevania collection those are way better too yeah the Mega Man collection even splitting everything in half <laughs> de-duping half the games from one another seems better than this in a way because those are still more approachable from like a, a cost standpoint yeah they're like 20 bucks or something yeah also like th those games have like art galleries concept art like different modes and stuff like there's quite a bit going on in those Mega Man collections too uh, which are still essentially just here's the old games hey quick aside like, i think since we're talking uh, about Mega Man, i saw yeah. a post on twitter that was something like um why does everybody only like the humanoid robot masters they don't respect the non-humanoid robot masters and so I thought by non-humanoid they were going to mean like centaur man or something like that. In yeah. the non-humanoid picture, Woodman was there. <laughs> Woodman literally just looks like a guy in a wood yeah. suit. Like he looks more humanoid than the a lot of them that were in the humanoid picture. I don't know. It was just something I had to. I had to vent. Woodman's I, it, great. It, Everybody it, loves Woodman. It's just what grinding my gears. About? I don't know. Yeah, yeah like, it, these re-release collections generally are handled better by, you know, everybody else who's not Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's the thing is, I understand COVID has really hit the gaming industry in a pretty big way in that it undoubtedly screwed with Nintendo's plans for the, you know, second half of their year, it seems. But, like, that extra time, that lead that they had on the Mario All-Stars collection, they could have done more with it. Like, honestly, oh, yeah. I, I refuse to believe it's that difficult to port Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine to basically an Android device. Yeah. You can get those games running on anything. I mean, also, I could start up they... Dolphin and within, like, 15 yeah. seconds have Mario Galaxy or Sunshine running. The argument that it's difficult falls flat when you have regular people in their spare time doing PC ports of it yeah. for funsies. Nintendo has more money and time and resources than those people. They could do better than what they're doing. They're choosing not to because there's basically no overhead on it. It's a cheap and easy thing to put out and they can charge full price and make a killing off of Roops who are going to buy it for 60 bucks. Uh-huh. And people who are going to go, oh no, I have one shot to get this, and if oh, I don't no. get it now, then I'm screwed. Yeah, oh no. Oh no. And they'll buy it. 
there there will be people who are intimidated by emulation, which I totally get. Emulation can be really tricky to figure out, even though I think, you know, Dolphin is a fairly easy emulator to wrap your head around. Yeah, it is. Uh, who will just say, hey, you know, Mario Sunshine on the used market's 80 bucks. I could pay $60 and get that game. That's way better, and they will buy it. So Nintendo knows they'll sell this thing pretty much no matter what they charge. They don't have to sell it at a reasonable price, uh, but a reasonable person would look at that price and say that it fucking sucks. That's not a good price for those games. The value proposition is just not there. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing too. You brought up like the virtual console and the fact that that does not exist anymore. That if if you want to get into how consumer unfriendly Nintendo is, that's a perfect microcosm of it is they could have let you take those games with you onto their new platform. They could have tried to port the entire virtual console over. They could have spent that time and that money and exerted that amount of effort. They did, because they knew that there there would be a way to sell you those games again down the line. Which then turns out to be a chip-on-a-box console mm. that they sell you for 80 bucks with 25 games on it, including Donkey Kong Country. And then Donkey Kong Country comes out for like their SNES thing like a year later <laughs> yeah it's man nintendo like i think the thing that's frustrating about it isn't necessarily that you look at nintendo and you go like what are they doing it's that you look at nintendo and you know that there's a reason for them doing the things that they do and it's because it helps their bottom line in some way mm-hmm like, all this stuff is because Nintendo doesn't give a shit about you. They just want your money. And they know how to get your money. Correct. So, that's... Man. No anyway. Galaxy 2! 35 years of Mario! Gang's all here. That's right! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> So, is that it for news? That's it for news. It's... All right, great. Uh I yeah. I've been playing Toho Luna oh, Nights. No. This is a new game on Xbox Game Pass. Apparently it's been out on PC for a few months. Uh it is a Pathfinder game where you play as an anime girl version of Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh that is not an exaggeration. Her powers are Stopping time and throwing knives It has some weird translation But overall Very good game I'm not done with it yet But uh, enjoying it quite a bit That's my review uh, I am Generally repulsed by Toho Yeah me too um, I want to talk about bad fans For video games uh, Boy Toho fans are a special kind of beast I don't really know anything about it except being able to identify them When they're in Salty Bet uh, In this <laughs> sure. though So an interesting thing about this is When enemies die They don't drop money, they drop gems And these gems Actually power you up But you can also sell them for money To buy other power ups And so it depends on mm. like do you want to sell This that like Uh Gives you more MP or HP back when you graze Which by the way is another thing in this um, I guess it's taken from the shoot 'em up games Where if you get close to an enemy or a projectile Then you get a graze effect and it gives you back 
health and mana, which is a neat idea. Mm -hmm. um, you also have two forms of time stop. You have one where you hold down the attack button and then let it go, and it like slows down time, which you can do infinitely. There's no limit on that, which is kind of a key thing for the boss fights. And then you also have the complete time stop, where it stops and then you can move around and throw knives, and they're like they're frozen in the air until you resume time. Um, you have a certain limited number of knives that you can throw. You can increase that through items you can buy in the shop. And, um, like, uh, you have sort of a meter, like a time stop meter, it starts from 100, and it ticks down slowly by itself, but it ticks down way faster when you move or do anything, and so... Can you throw a steamroller on anyone? Not yet. Mm. Would not surprise me if that's in here, honestly. Mm, it kind of sounds like that's something they might directly reference at some point. Yeah, yeah. Also, I guess it's the Matrix. I don't know. You're in like a virtual world or something, and you I save know, I by got jacked into the Toho world. Yeah, you save by using phone booths. So there's that. Huh. Anyway, yeah, and you you were showing me this. That, like I, I don't really care about Toho at all. But you were showing me this in the presentation. On it does look really nice. Like the yeah. animations and everything in that game looks smooth yeah like i said i don't know anything about toho this is yeah. a good game also a pathfinder game is a lot more interesting to me than a shoot 'em up so there's I that mean, yeah i i don't mind shoot 'em ups but they're not I mean, my either. favorite yeah well like specifically the the toho type of shoot 'em ups were like the bullet hell ones where it's all just complete chaos and my eyes glaze over and i can't keep track of anything like oh i like bullet hells i like them a lot more than or regular shoot 'em ups. Now, see, I like a. I like an Ikaruga. I like me an. I like me an R type over an Ikaruga. Yeah, see, uh, I I prefer the bullet hells. R type's yeah. good though, but. Yeah, know. R type's great. Music in R type is. It's uh... good. <laughs> Don't get carried that away seems with a little gray. disingenuous to me, but okay. Yeah, R type is um, great. Yeah, that uh, that Toho game, I actually kind of want to try it out. Um, I should get Game Pass again so I can do that. Uh, because uh, the games game that pass. I'm bouncing between right now are sucking the life out of me, man. Yeah, also get Game Pass so you can play Crusader Kings 3 with me. Yeah, I should do that. I yeah, still have I'm, not uh... completed the tutorial, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like an approachable video again to me. Yeah, sure, I should do that. I can play that while I work. <laughs> try yeah, to split my attention try to split my attention between all these Excel documents and also this game that feels like going through Excel documents. Oh uh, yes. I thought you were talking about the game in the first part of that sentence. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's not quite like Eve Online level. Sure. It the UI is a lot better than twos was, because that my... was bad. I mean, my experience with EVE Online was getting that real rinky-dink tiny ship, naming yep. it Top of the Muffin to you because my character name was Cosmic Kramer, uh -huh. and then like convincing you to come out to some like part of deep space where I had just self-destructed, so you would just see like wreckage of Top of the Muffin to you. No, it, it was that like I was in the middle of a mission and you hunted me down <laughs> and oh, went right. to where I was and then self-destructed near me. <laughs> And it didn't do anything to me. I think you thought it would explode me or no. something. 
No, I just thought it would be funny. Okay. I'm glad you remember this better than I do, though. Yeah. It's been a while. But, like, I immediately uninstalled the game after that. <laughs> like, I got into it, and I think I fucked around in Neo Online for maybe an hour or two, where it was just like, this is completely unapproachable, and I don't care about this. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just did a goof and then uninstalled. The, the thing with EVE Online is, like, the stories about stuff that happens in EVE Online are infinitely more fascinating than actually sitting down and playing that game. Yeah, well, the thing is, you really need to invest in it, because I played it for uh, a yeah. couple weeks, maybe, and just was not getting anything out of it. Yeah, you gotta take out a loan if you want to play EVE Online. Yeah. Get one of those massive freighter ships, which then just get blown up by goons or something. Sure. 4chan i don't it's been a while put all my money in bitcoin then put all my bitcoin in isk oh man that's uh two layers of obfuscation laundering yeah. that money yeah. yeah silk road no one's going to want to untangle that in this fbi is just going to see eve on live is involved and they'll just bounce right off the case yeah yeah i've been playing more ghost of tsushima um, a whole lot of following tracks in that game. Oh yeah, mission structure is exactly the same in every single mission. It is either uh, ride behind someone to mission objective, or follow tracks to mission objective. And the mission objective is usually either clear out this camp, uh, which they encourage you to use stealth for, but you can just run in there. And also, it seems like just running in there is actually the better way to do everything, uh, or it's just making you like go into a encounter where stealth is not involved whatsoever you just gotta fight and that's it it's just those two types of missions yep driving me insane the lack of variety in that game yep it is carrying me forward purely off of my affinity for samurai stuff um the gameplay is is kind of not not doing it for me uh I'm also playing System Shock at the same time, which is a mistake. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I should not have been playing these two particular games at the same time, because I feel like I need to retreat from Ghost of Tsushima, and I need to retreat from System Shock, and bouncing between these two games is not a good time. Uh, I will talk more about System Shock at a later date, but people who have played that game probably know what the fuck I'm dealing with right now. Mm. Yeah, I warned Jesus you. Jesus Christ. You did. You and, uh... Well, I don't want to name anyone, but you were talking to someone who is more familiar with that genre of game who was also trying to help you warn me off of playing it, and I decided to not listen to either of you and spent real money on System Shock so I could play it. I mean, it's like $2. It was, thankfully, but there was a point where I was seriously considering paying like 10 bucks for it, which is way too much money for yeah. System Shock, man. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that You got two also, right? Yes, but okay. I had two already. Like, okay, I think yeah, I must yeah, have got yeah. that off of some sort of Humble Bundle or, or something like I that. I think they gave it away free at some point on GOG. They might have, actually. I know I got Serious Sam recently because they were giving that away for free. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, there's a new Serious Sam coming out. Yeah. Who's to say? That's the thing with a lot of GOG games is that they end up in a lot of Humble Bundles, and so you just you buy a bunch of them in bulk because it's cheap, or they mm. just end up for free. I mean, uh, most of the games really I have much. on GOG, I'm... 
I'm all bundled to not give out god keys. Didn't they back in the no. day? Mm, nope. Don't think so. I don't know. I don't know how I have like any of the games in my library then because I'm pretty sure I've run my credit card through GOG like maybe two or three times tops. I don't know. I know they I bought Harvester for a video. Fairly regularly, but I about Harvester for a video, I remember that. I think you gifted me the Alone in the Dark games. That sounds which right. I haven't played yet. Uh, but I should do, I should play the Is that the on the list? Games. It's not. But I should play them and talk about them anyway. Uh, because when I went to install games, I saw I had all those and was like, oh yeah, man, I need to I need to play these. My problem with horror games is I, I hoarded them all for October. And so I always have like a big backlog of horror games to get to. Uh, and I kind of committed this year that I wanted to play the Dino Crises. Hmm. I'm looking um, for Humble Bundle God games. The only thing I'm seeing is Key Redemption for, I think, um, if you buy, like, the Witcher games from the Humble store, they come as mm. God keys. I don't think there's ever been a bundle that just gave you God keys. All right, I have Blood Nut. Yeah, Blood Nut. That was another free Punch one. Punch Deck. Blood yeah. Nut. <laughs> Punch Deck become a vamp in the cyberspace. That's right. Uh, yeah, I have uh, Alone in the Dark 1 through 3, and then The New Nightmare. Mm, uh, new Nightmare sucks. also have Shogo, Mobile Armor Division. Speaking of yeah. PC games that suck. The Great Monolith. Not time Commando. Hits. Oh, I yeah. I have Time Commando. Because, um, of course, I do. Uh, I, I remember I purchased Time Commando and Harvester specifically for doing videos. Uh, I don't remember why I have Police Quest SWAT 1 and 2, but I have those as well. <laughs> okay. Um, and a bunch of Ultimate games which must have been bundled with something or given away for free because I would not pay money for the Ultimate games. They oh, don't Ultimate's great. At all. I, I mean, about them is never... the early ones not so much. You ever try Ultima 7 though? No. Um, Ultima Online, I wanted to play for the longest time because that is back when like, I first started to figure out what MMOs were and I kept yeah. trying to convince my dad to let me get an Ultima Online subscription and he would not budge. Uh, so I just spent like a lot of time looking at screenshots of Ultima Online and reading about it and how the game played and just kind of imagining like, oh man, this must be the, the greatest fucking video game ever made. Uh, looking back on it, I'm glad that my dad did not relent it was cool Ultima at the Online time. seems like there's there's cool stuff about it that like specifically the weird way that game's economy and ecosystem kind of like shaped out. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some um, I think Ars Technica has a uh, postmortem of that thing similar to like the Odd World stuff. Okay. I should give that a I should give that a watch. And Lord British is busy like floating in space or something. <laughs> Sure. He's not making new game. Well, no, they made um, they made that new Ultima game, right? It's like not. I think it's not called Ultima, but it basically is one. Like Lord British still made it, and it was not received yeah, not well. Sure. I think it's like an I unofficial sequel or something. I have Tyrion two thousand. I don't know what that is. That's like a that's a shoot 'em up, I believe. Hmm. That's another free one, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, this yeah, this looks like a shoot 'em up. Anyway. Uh yeah, I'm like 
I'm playing Ghost and, and System Shock, and I could not be more ready for one of those games at least to just be over so I can jump on to something else. Um, maybe that Toho game if I finish up System Shock this week, which seems likely. I, I think I'm nearly done with that. So Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues was a spiritual successor to the Ultima series. Mm. I released an early access in November 2014. Fully released in March 2018. Uh, let me see. Uh, let's go to the receptions. Go- Whoa! <laughs> well, 50, it's very good, right? 58 on Metacritic. That's. I mean, that's better than 50. Yeah, it's, it I understand numbers. 50. <laughs> While the game was envisioned as a single-player and multiplayer hybrid. Has generally been described as an MMO in gaming publications, with its conversion to a free-to-play model and introduction of an in-game cash shop seemingly confirming this. Critical reception is that the single-player component seems unfinished, unfocused, and quite possibly abandoned. Jeremy Peel from PC Games Inn states that Garriott seems undecided about which legacy he is following up, the simulation and single-player storytelling of Ultima 7 or the persistent online world of Ultima Online. And Shroud of the Avatar's MMO trappings often seem to conflict with its grand storytelling ambitions. Uh, mm. Yeah, good times. Uh, in October good of 2019, times. assets of the game were sold to Catnip Games, a company owned by Portalarium CEO Chris Spears. Development has also transferred from Portalarium to Catnip Games. Those things great. Yeah. Ultima 7 was really good. I recommend it. Retro Corner. Yeah, uh you know Nothing this week. See you next week. What no. It's been 35 years of Mario, so I thought I would it's talk been... about a couple of Yeah, it's been. Uh I thought I'd talk about a couple of Mario games, uh, specifically because 3D Land not being in the All-Star collection made me think of the original uh mario land series on the game mm. boy uh, so i wanted to talk about mario land and mario land 2 colon the six golden coins one of them uh, which is are... a good game both of them are good games i like them a whole lot oh come on mario <laughs> land one mario land one is quaint <laughs> I like tiny little mario goombas yeah, they got the little like the little Koopas, and when you jump on them, their shell turns into a bomb because yeah. they couldn't program the shell actually moving uh, back and forth. Yeah, also, and instead uh, of the fire flower, you get the ball that just bounces around. The ball cool. never hits what you want it to hit. The ball is like the one good thing about Mario Land. That and like yeah. the submarine stuff. Uh, I really do not like Mario Land One. Uh, it sucks to play. It sucks to look at. Not a fan. Mario Land 2. Would would you at least meet me halfway and say that the music in Mario Land is terrific? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. The soundtrack in Mario Land, like, has really stuck with me, whereas, like, Mario Land 2, I remember, like, maybe two tracks from that game. And one of them is the moon level. Like in Mario Maker, I appreciate that does play the Mario Land music when you get the ball. Yeah. Um. No, I, I like... Mario Land quite a bit. I think it's uh like at that point in time for the Game Boy, the the fact that they were able to make a Mario game for it is kind of surreal. 
For sure. And that is also why it doesn't quite play like a Mario game, actually. Like, the physics are way off. Like, yeah. Mario stops on a dime in that mm -hmm. game. Um, and just feels like really stiff just when feels... jumping. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, jumping just feels really weird. Uh, but then, like, you know, that is, again, why they compromise on stuff like the Koopa shell and, and not having the, the fire flower power up is because of limitations that they had. Um, I assume. I actually don't know if that's the case, but I'd, I'd have to imagine that is why. Um, but then, yeah, you also have, like, the little, like, shoot-em-up bits, uh, which Miyamoto wanted to put in the original Mario, and he couldn't, like, figure it out. So it had to, like, sit on the shelf until Mario Land came along. Yeah. Kind of kind of like how he wanted to do like a Yoshi thing for a while and then it just like didn't pan out until Mario World. And now we all got to live with Yoshi. Mhm. Mm Yoshi's Crafted World was a bad game. Mario Land 2, what about it? Tell Great. Me. Yep. It's terrific. Mario Land 2's awesome. Yes, they it is. made a Mario game on the Game Boy. One that looks and feels like an actual Mario game. <laughs> Yeah. Also, introduction um, of Wario. Yes, and he looks weird. Yeah. He looks so bizarre. Did in you? The, in the did you ever play Wario Land? I did. Yes, I okay. actually did not like Wario Land back in the day. What? Uh, and I think it. I think it was because my expectations were built up that it was going to play just like Mario Land oh. Two because they, they titled it Mario Land Three. Yes. Because, like, I guess that's how they, like, I think that was probably a marketing decision. Like, they knew that it would sell if they had attached that branding to it. I think they never um, planned to do any more. Like, it was just sort of supposed to be kind of a weird spin-off thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean... The, like, Wario Land's great. I, I love the Wario I Land series. I, which they wish they'd do a new one, but they won't. They'll never make Listen, a new they one. They had something like on the on the Wii that was the last one, right? Uh, yeah, shake, shake them, shake, shake. Yeah, shake, whatever shake. it was. Um, and then there was Wario World on GameCube, which sucked. That was made by oh, Treasure, yeah. bizarrely. Yeah, the rare bad Treasure game. Yeah, not um, this one wasn't a Treasure. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, whoa! Easy there, pal. No. Uh, it's 35 years of Mario. I will not have you disrespecting the franchise. I will I, I will take it as a personal insult. If you say something negative about Mario and or Nintendo. Okay. Uh, Wario Land anyway. Shake It was made by Good Feel. You know what other games they made? No. Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh... <laughs> and Yoshi's Woolly World and Kirby Yarn. You know. Those They're all things. so bad. They're terrible. Uh, Kirby's all yarn was alright. That's the only one I haven't played. I'm talking specifically about the Yoshi games. They're all fucking bad. Okay. The, the crafted one the crafted ones. It's been a long time since I played like Yoshi's Island, and so I like I remember not liking it as much as the Mario games, of course. Uh Yoshi's story, I want to say I liked back in the day, but also like that game is really short. Yes, it is. I remember that's the thing everyone was pissed about was that game was over in like an hour. Oh yeah, I rented it when it came out and was like, "Whew, I'm yeah. done with this the same night I rented it." Imagine uh, if Nintendo released that game and charged full price for it or something. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with Pokemon Snap. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Which I will buy because I'm terrible. I'm part of the problem. Uh. You show me Pokemon Snap and I'm like, okay, yeah, $60, sure, whatever. Here you go, man. I like Actually, if it doesn't have Professor Oak in it, then that maybe breaks the deal. Wonderful. I think I'm still, yes, like I'm still operating off the assumption that Oak will show up and he will have the old voice clips. (laughs) And that's not going to happen. It's going to be like one of those like lame ass new professors from like the last game, like Sword and Shield, and it's going to suck. Yeah, like one of the MILF professors they keep doing now. Oh, whoa, never mind. I didn't know MILF was involved. Uh, Isn't there like a MILF professor? Isn't that like the thing they keep doing now? The MILF professor is starting Eddie Murphy as the MILF professor. Yeah. They just put him in a lot of makeup. I liked liked Yoshi's Island back when it came out on the Super Nintendo. Um, And then when I I played it, I believe it was the port for Game Boy Advance, I was like, oh, this sucks actually. Like, yeah, this but all those fun. Game Boy Advance ports were kind of not great. Well, yeah, but also just the game itself. Because like there the... there was that DS one um, that had, like, you know, uh, Baby Wario and Baby Donkey Kong and Yoshi also in it. And even yeah. that one, like, I did not finish because it's like, eh. was, Yoshi maybe was never actually good. I'll find out. It's on the list. Uh, I also remember enjoying it back in the day, and it's something that the more I look at it now, uh, I I can't imagine that I would actually enjoy it. Like any time cool. I watch gameplay of it, yeah, visually, like the de- the design of it looks great. The, like that enemy, the blob enemy that like grows big, uh-huh. that looks neat. That was fucking crazy back in the day. Like touch the, fuzzy, the get stuff, dizzy. The, the graphical wizardry they did for that game was very impressive at that moment in time. It was and super I wonder late how too. much. Yeah, it was, but it was still crazy that they were able to get stuff like that onto the SNES. Uh, yeah, sure. like that. It's like that, and Donkey Kong Country and Star Fox are are the games where you're like, "Holy shit, how is this running on this box?" Yeah. Um, although Donkey Kong, like eh, that. It's a little bit different. <laughs> a little bit. Like it but... looks it looks crazy, but they're still using fairly conventional means as far as like what's running on that part. Yeah, um, but if you look at like Donkey Kong Country 2, for example, the fidelity there is much higher than that's especially true. the first one. Yeah. The first one's kind of a blurry mess. Two that's looks what pretty I'm good. Thinking of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking like the first one where yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of fuzzy. Um Touch fuzzy, get dizzy. Already said. That's right. Uh, Yoshi's Island came out October nineteen ninety five. Oh Jesus! Yeah, PlayStation was out. <laughs> Still though, the the fact that that was running on that, like I I think that at the time I was just very impressed by how that game looked, and I'm not sure that actually it's a good game. I think I just went with it because child me was like my mind was blown by it. Yeah. Uh, and all the stuff that it was doing. So yeah, like I want to go back to it. I'm not sure if it holds up or not, and I'm not going to know firsthand unless I sit down and actually play it. So at some point, I'll get to that. Uh, but Mario Land 2, very, very good game. I like that they open it up as like an actual map that you can traverse like a Mario 3 so you can go back and play levels that you've already been to. There's a giant Mario robot that you explore from the inside. Yeah. That's fucking Kafka-esque. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally <laughs> Kafka-esque. Yeah. Mario was dead. He was always dead. Uh, welcome to Game Theories. Uh, I'm Matt Pat. 
cool. Um, all the video game characters you know and love were dead the whole time. Mario uh, Mario's bogus journey. <laughs> That's right. I'd play that. Yeah, sure. Mario and Luigi die, and they have to figure out how to come back to life, and they just pal around with death and station. Yeah. <laughs> they Melvin Bowser. <laughs> they just yank his shell up. Yeah. Is that how that works? Uh-huh. Mamma mia, mm. I totally loogied on my dead good self. <laughs> yeah. See, it all wraps back together because then Mario, he makes the good robot Mario, which is the giant Mario that you play inside in Mario Land 2. It's okay. all connected. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, the Mario is Missing game where Luigi has to travel around the world. Basically, excellent adventure when yeah. you think about it. Sure. Actually, wasn't there a Mario game where, like... It was Mario's Time, time Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Cracked the fucking Mario code, man. 35 years of Mario! Put George Carlin in a Mario game. <laughs> Just have him there in a Mario 64 level doing the seven dirty words routine. Sure. I don't know, I prefer my George Carlin to show up in, like, two scenes and barely do anything that's funny. But what if it turns out that Pam Greer was George Carlin the whole time? Mmm. It's my favorite version of Pam Greer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what if at the end of Jackie Brown she just unzipped her fucking face and George Carlin stepped out? God, I wish. And went on that trip with Robert Redford? <laughs> Robert Forster, <laughs> please. Robert Forster, I'm sorry. Yeah. Would have been so good, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I woke into the retro corner where I talk about watching both of the Bill and Ted movies for the first time. Great. This weekend. It's about time. They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're both very good. Um. <laughs> God. Yeah, uh, Mario Land Two is a, it's just a good Mario game that they put on the Game Boy. That's right. I think that's pretty much the only thing you could really say about it is they made a good Mario game on the Game Boy. Mario Land, I still appreciate. Um, I have have a very specific nostalgia for this game. Uh, much like most of the games I talk about, I can just relate them to a very specific point in time uh, where I had found my old Game Boy uh, just buried in a box somewhere. Uh, because I had played, like, Mario Land 2 before I played the original Mario Land. I remember Mario Land 2 I played in, like, the gym of, of my elementary school. I, I think I had mentioned how we had those, like, little roller things and you would, like, jam your fingers in between them, right? I don't about know that that, that was ago. on the podcast. I think that was just you talking okay. to me. I'll give you a full rundown of this for the sake of the podcast. Okay. So we had these things in elementary school. They were, like, uh, they were little plastic... Uh, platforms with wheels on the bottom of it. I think you would actually use these things like you would put something on top of it so you can easily move it around. Yeah. But they repurposed it for the sake of our elementary school gym to just kind of goof around with because it was fun to kind of slide around on the gymnasium floor on them. Except like you would constantly run over your fingers or get them jammed in between like other kids' little roller things. And so I have this very specific memory of just kind of like goofing around on one of those while also playing Mario Land 2 at the same time. So it's very hard for me to like decouple like elementary school gymnasium from Mario Land 2. 
uh, we also did this thing where like they had a parachute. We like, would all hold different ends of the parachute and then like you'd whip it up in the air and kind of like let it fill with air and it would like make a dome over you. I've seen like other elementary schools do that actually. So I know that that wasn't just mine. I have no idea what you're talking about, but all right. We had a music class where the, the teacher would play the accordion and we'd sing Yankee Doodle. And it was the 90s and everything sucked. Today. Come on. Want to play some Nintendo? The gym teacher. You and me? Hit ya. When are you going to throw that friggin' thing out the friggin' right. window? Why? Wait a minute. Play Nintendo. Mario Land's Land 2 is a pretty good game. Uh, but Mario Land 1, I had dusted off my Game Boy. Uh, I, I was like in my early teens when I played that for the first time. And like, just weirdly got into it because I had like nothing else going on. I had nothing else to play. I just found the card. I, I think it belonged to like one of my cousins, actually. But like, I have a very specific memory tied to that too, of playing it in the living room and looking out my window. And my sister was getting dragged on her belly, holding on to the leash of our dog, who just like saw an animal and fucking took off, like a cartoon. Yes. Great. She just zooms by the window, screaming, and I'm just sitting there playing Mario. <laughs> it's the second funniest thing in the world. The other funny thing, the, the number one lady chasing a pig with a ham in its mouth. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Christian Weston Chandler, for, for that nugget <laughs> off his OkCupid profile, which is, like, the one legitimately funny thing that he has ever typed out. Um, I, it's that I always think of the episode of King of the Hill, where they were chasing the pig around. I don't remember that at all. Wasn't wasn't that an episode where it was, like, greased up, they were chasing I remember Hank going, Haha, this is crazy, it's a pig, loose in the house, or something. <laughs> I don't think that's happened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it has. <laughs> I think you're making this episode up. The only uh, thing I could think of, like chasing a pig around, was the Simpsons episode where, like, the pig gets launched in the air and Homer has to chase after it. And he's like, "Oh, it's a little wet. Still good. Still good." Okay. It flies by like uh, Mr. Burns, and he's just like, "I think I'll donate a bunch of money to charity if pigs fly." And then it... look, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe this I've... is something my brain came up with. I don't know. <laughs> This is the only cartoon pig Jason thing I remember is that episode of The Simpsons. Uh, I think it was the one where like Lisa became a vegetarian. Yeah. I think like Ringo Starr was in that episode or something. Or no, it was Paul McCartney. Yeah, whatever. Yes, um, it was Paul, Paul McCartney. But yeah, I, I had run gear. outside to I had run outside to check on my sister and my stepmom was out there just laughing her ass off. She thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It is very funny. It is. It's great. Just yeah, being dragged around like, like like Ernest being dragged by a <laughs> vacuum cleaner. It's going up the wall and on the ceiling. Oh, God. But yeah, like, the pull for those games were just very much associated with two moments in time for me, which, you know, is a, is a running thing for the retro corner that these games I played, I, I always link them back to a very specific time, a very specific place, 
or even a very specific event, uh, which Mario Land is very much connected to. Um, I'm sorry, Mario Land 2. Mario Land 1 is more just a time and a place kind of thing. What was the Goosebumps that was about eggs? About eggs. You know what I'm talking about, right? The, the egg Goosebump? Oh. There was... Can you look up the name of it for me? There was a whole thing with my mom where, like, if I got good grades, like, one year of elementary school, she was going to go buy me the Goosebumps book that was about, like, the eggs that were evil. Egg Monsters from Mars. I remember this cover. Yes. Yeah, the cover is, like, what stands out in my mind, but, like, not the name. Yeah, I don't really remember anything special about... I wonder if that influenced my deep-running fascination with eggs. Very possible. This fucking Goosebumps book from my childhood. Which came first, the monster or the egg? Oh. Says the blurb on the Goosebumps. It's the monster, probably. The monster is making the eggs. Probably. Yeah. Like, I don't remember. I the only Goosebumps books I remember off the top of my head are like the um, Haunted Mask and the Night of the Living Dummy books. Sure. What about Say Cheese, You're Dead? I don't remember that one. That's one where you take the photos and see skeletons of people. The cover has the skeleton <laughs> at the cookout waving. Is this the origin of the whole I saw a hyperrealistic photo of my family as skeletons thing? I don't know. It's like a running gag and like creepy pastas. Oh, it's say cheese and games. die. Is the name of it. Oh, there's the cover of it. I guess he's not <laughs> waving, but it is a skeleton at a cookout. So I was right about that. That is a pretty good cover. It is. I really like it. And Goosebumps was. Goosebumps is real good. There's also Monster Blood. Uh, the hamster grew. Uh. Yeah. There's a werewolf one where the, the the kid's looking in the mirror and he's going, "Oh no, I'm turning into a werewolf." Yeah. Oh. There were a lot of goosebumps. Yeah. Too many, some would say. Anyway, ratings for the Mario lenses, uh, considering it is 35 years of Mario, and it feels appropriate to go off of a scale of between one and 35. Uh, I would say Mario Land, the original, gets a 20 out of 25, and Mario Land 2 gets a perfect 35 out of 35. And then I'll throw in a bonus uh, Mario Part pin set to commemorate the 35th anniversary, but only if you purchase Mario 3D All-Stars and complete other associated missions on Nintendo's website. Yeah, I don't care about pins. My ratings, uh, if I'm giving them a 10, Mario Land 1, I'm going to give a 3 for its signif like historical significance. I can understand they were they were not working Gunpei with the whole Gunpei Yukoi made that game. What? Gunpei Yukoi made that game. Yeah, that's... Sure, cool. Yeah, it was the same division that actually made the Game Boy that worked on yeah. Mario Land. They also made uh, the Game Boy Donkey Kong, which is the best Donkey Kong. Yeah, they also made the Virtual Boy. And then Gunpoi Yukoi died. Rest in peace, Gunpei Yukoi. What, were you, what were you calling him? Yukoi? Gumpy Yukoi. Yep, that's him. Gumby Yukoi. 
It's real fucking rotten how they did him, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I get he left that company to go do his own thing, and it wasn't that they actually ousted him, but God, it really seems like that's what they did. Like, they just encouraged him to leave after the virtual boy. I mean, after the virtual boy, I don't know that I can really blame them. He did, like, the Water Swan, too, after that, didn't he? I think so. The Wonder Swan and then. Oh, wait, and then or was it the Neo Geo Pocket Color? I'm pretty something? sure it was the Wonder Swan. And probably Wonder Swan. Relatively certain it was the Wonder Swan. Um, it was Car Crash, wasn't it? Split did him in? I don't know. I think he was involved in a car accident, and, and that is how he passed. I don't think it was illness, although yeah. maybe it was. Yeah, it was uh, riding a car driven by his associate Etsuo Kiso on the Hoririku Expressway when the vehicle rear-ended a truck. I thought you were going to say driven by his associate Paul Walker. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, after the two... Oh, it wasn't even that accident that killed him. They rear-ended... Oh, no, they rear-ended a truck, they got out of the car to inspect the damage, and then he was hit and fatally injured by a passing car. What the fuck? The driver of the car Jesus. that... The driver of the car that hit Yokoi in the second accident was Gin Tsushima, a member of the tourism industry. Oh, God. Yeah, that's bizarre. I never knew that. That really sucks. Yeah... That that is one of those ones where I wonder what he would be up to right now if he were around. Although I, I don't know how old was he when he passed. He was fairly old, right? Fifty six, fifties. Yeah. Okay, uh, so maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he wouldn't have been around right now. I don't. I don't also, know. after the Virtual Boy, he did do the Game Boy Pocket at least. Um, but oh, then, right, right, right. Then yeah, Wonder Swan and the Gunpei were released posthumously both in 1999. I forgot that the pocket was almost like an apology for the Virtual Boy. I yeah. keep thinking that the pocket came out before the Virtual Boy, but no, that was this kind of thing where they were like, okay, well, this hardware flopped, and so we need to get something else out there. Mm -hmm. So just release another Game Boy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the pocket is a weird thing. It's amazing how long that they they ran with the Game Boy, just the, the yeah. base ass Game Boy. Yeah, the color like, didn't I know that come the color... out until ninety seven. Yeah, and the color was like a bit more powerful, but it was still you know basically the same. Yeah, it wasn't like you didn't really get a big leap out of out of the Game Boy brand until the Advance. Yeah, because games would still run on the original Game Boy, a lot of them. Yeah. It was only if they were in those clear cartridges that they would only work yeah. on the color. Oh man, remember the clear cartridges that then had like they had that raised thing at the top yeah. so they could put like a rumble feature in it? Yeah, like um Pokemon Pinball. Yeah. Man. Video games used to be so cool. They all just <laughs> yeah. suck now. It's yeah. so bad. You can't even figure out how much you're gonna pay for a new system two months away from it. Here's sixty dollars for these old games that came out like a decade or more ago. 35 years of Mario! Uh, Mario Land 2, I'm going to give an 8.5 out of 10. Very good. Like it a lot. Okay. Yeah. Look, if you want to play some good Mario games, uh, don't buy any of the ones that they're putting out. Just uh, go play Mario Land or Mario Land 2, you dummy. Yeah, then go play Wario or, Land 1 through 4. Or you know what? 
just pirate Mario 64 and Galaxy and Sunshine. Like I'm at I'm just at that point where I'm just gonna say go ahead and download those illegally. Cause fuck this. It's a better way to play those games anyway. Well, we'll see you next week. Don't give Nintendo your money. Unless it's Pokemon Snap and they put either Professor Oak or the MILF Professor in it, in which case, support Nintendo and let them know that what they're doing is is right so you'll get more of that. Speak with your money. Let them know. More MILFs. (laughs) That's right. Look, if we tell Nintendo that they're great and that everything they're doing is good and then we beg them for more games, they might actually listen. Last time you actually ended the podcast... Very abruptly. Uh, this time, once again, you're back to your old tricks of refusing to do it. <laughs> That's right. Crafty like that. He's crafty. Goodbye, dinosaurs. Oh, get, Goodbye, dinosaurs. Do it. Oh, here, one more time. Goodbye, Gunpei Yukoi.